to episode, I think it's episode 163 mm-hmm. of Checkpoint Chat. Uh, my name is Alessandro Barbosa and I can be corrected by Matthew Figuera. Alessandro Barbosa in a hat. Mm. I got up this morning, <laughs> I didn't want to do my hair. And Have wearing, you seen my hair? <laughs> I mean, I'm desperate for is, a haircut. <laughs> your hair is majestic, any no time worries, of day, you're... seven days of the week. The, my only saving matter. grace, I'm like, oh, it's because of the headphones. You can't really see, but oh my God, yeah. Look I can this. almost look not see the headphones, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see so many people wear like headphones with hats and whatever, and like I'm doing it now, but it's seriously not the most comfortable configuration. I've never understood how, maybe, maybe my head is just shaped weirdly because when I look at people with hats and then headphones, it looks like, the hat is perfectly sitting on their head to accommodate the headphones and yeah. I can just never get the hat in that position. So clearly I've just got a dumb head. Um, <laughs> also these, these Logitech headphones, like I like them. The, the, They're the, massive. What are they? The, the, uh, the Pro, Pro, Pro X. X or something, yeah. yeah. They, they're nice, but this is at its biggest like setting. And yeah. even without a hat, I have to put it to like one or two up from its biggest really? headband setting. Mine? And I'm like... I do not mine. have a big head. so Yeah, mine I can make bigger still. I've, I've got, I can't remember I mean, which. I mean, which any other headset wireless. I wear, I don't even go halfway on the headband and like, I'm good. But these ones are like, nah, you need to have the head of a child <laughs> or otherwise cannot be used. Amazing. Unless they come in different sizes. Maybe they come in different sizes. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's a thing one. though. I've never seen, I've never walked into a store and gone, oh, I have a pair of large headphones, please. It's just like I have that the only time uh, okay this isn't headphones but i um when i was in the states i realized there's such a thing as fitted caps um so you actually have like a head size in inches and then you can buy caps based on that so they they have a slight elasticity to them so like this one is completely elastic Uh, you, you know the elastic ones you get in like small medium and large and then it just stretches but fitted caps i've got one I think it's, I, I bought one when uh, Good Pals David and David, that's not confusing, uh, <laughs> we went to watch the baseball the very first time I went to E3. Um, and I bought a LA Dodgers cap for a ridiculous amount of money at the stadium. Um, and when they were like, <laughs> what size? I was like, what? And they were like, what's your head size? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Um, I'm from South Africa. We don't measure heads there. (laughs) Yeah, I bought one that was too small um, and it doesn't stretch. Uh, Oh, no. So, yeah, fitted caps. But I bet if you get one the correct size, it's pretty great. Like, it must feel so nice. Um, Yeah. That is hilarious, though. You you fell into the tourist trap. Like, I'm at the ball game. I'm going to buy the hat. We we, we did all of that. They put like, that there on purpose and say, tourists oh, don't yeah. know their head size. What do they oh, know? Yeah. We're going to make no, different they, size we, caps. We, we fell into their big trap because it was like, you know, uh, Dave got a cap as well. Um, and then we we're like, oh, we had baseball. We need to, you know, do the Corn whole dog. thing of like get a beer <laughs> and get a hot dog. And I distinctly remember being horrified at it. But a, you know, like you, you get the little like plastic cups at sports mm. events. They don't give you the cans or whatever. And one of those, which I think 
was probably maybe 500 mils um, of Bud Light was $10. For oh! Yeah. Uh, for Bud Light on top of it, like real garbage tier oh. beer. Um, and then a hot dog was around, I think, $12. And that hot dog was nothing special. Like, at wow. All. I was like, yeah, but now, I got a hot dog and a beer at the game and it only cost me 400 rand. <laughs> but now I wonder, see, with things like that, I always do wonder if you're American, what is, mm. is, isn't $10 still like, damn, that's kind of expensive for yeah, a beer. I, I think so because I mean, I mean, you've been there. We, we go to well, fast food places like, um, and a, a meal there is usually around like eight, nine dollars. Mm. Um, so to me, that is quite expensive. Shit. Um, yeah, that's it's a lot of moolah. I, I still think one of my favorite places there is um, just across from uh, the LACC, which is where, well, the LA Convention Center where E3 is held. Uh, there's that like courtyard where there's the Microsoft Theater. Um, mm-hmm. And there's that restaurant there. We both went there, uh, Smash Burger. I think that was like the first place we, we went to when we had landed because we landed like in the morning. Yeah. Um, oh, and those burgers are A plus. The fast food really we had was was top tier. We ate a lot of burgers. Oh, yeah. I distinctly just remember remember eating, remembering eating a lot of burgers. Mm-hmm. We, I remember I going nothing. to In and Out like <laughs> immediately after an event where we had eaten, um, and then smashing oh, my in God, and out yeah. into our face. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good trip. That In and Out was was really good because at the time I was. Um, I was trying about oh, yeah, you vegetarianism. Were, yeah. So I hadn't eaten meat in like five months. <laughs> and then I You're like, this is the exception. Um, oh my God. It was yeah. um, a biblical, <laughs> like biblical proportions of my goodness. of happiness. Like you cannot believe that. But I love it. And I, I think people in the States give, give it shit, but I fucking love Why it. Why do they give I it guess. shit? I, I still think out of all the burgers, I, well, we, we all agree that's probably the best burger that we've had. Yeah. I, I'm not sure which ones they say are... I've seen people, though, they, they, they give the place shit. They're like, oh, it's just okay, you know? Um, I think it's pretty fucking great. And it's pretty affordable. About. Pretty affordable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dig it. If we got that shit here, I'd be super stoked. Well, I guess... um. There's a place near both of us that's actually quite similar. Um, I'm losing the name now. Um, Rock. Oh, B- um, BGR. BGR. That's the one. That's yeah. the they are closest like to closest thing. that we have in South But Africa. they are yeah. so expensive. They are like. They, yeah, the burgers are, are expensive, but they do a bottomless lemonade, which is. And the lemonade's good. Yeah. Which is actual sh- sugar water that you just drink and it's delicious. Have you ever had their Arnold Palmer, which is like iced tea and lemonade? Uh, like no, half I've, iced I've, tea, half lemonade. Ooh. I haven't had that. It's good. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I've never tried their milkshakes and I've always wanted to, but it's like 50 bucks for a milkshake. And I'm just like, I always like yeah, wow. stop milkshakes, myself. Milkshakes are so expensive and I don't know why. Like it doesn't matter it, where you go. They Yeah, I, I've noticed the same like anywhere now. They're just like, even if like, you don't get those like stupid bougie ones, like, like Rokomamas used to do those dumb, what were they called? Monster shakes. And it was like, not do this anymore. isn't a drinkable. Well, I think they do, but like, this isn't a drinkable milkshake. This is a dessert. Like mm. there's like ice cream and yeah, biscuits on top Yeah, you have to have, have a spoon. Yeah. And <laughs> then it, they're like, oh, this is 60 bucks. But now even yeah, just regular go, milkshakes. Yeah, it's like, like 50 bucks. I'm like, but it's, it's ice cream and milk and ice. And a, and a bit of syrup. Yeah. And a bit of syrup. The, it's the markup rand. on there must be mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
like yeah. they must be earning so much money. It's four hundred percent return. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, even now I've I've like conceded to the fact that if I go to a restaurant and get a coke, it's twenty rand. Like, fuck I it, know. you know, that's yeah. what it is. Um, but fifty rand for some some ice cream and some flavoring. Nah. I'll make my own. Thanks. Yeah, I'll my make that shit at home. <laughs> fuck that. There's nothing special about it. It's like it's just delicious. It's just nice. Yeah, it yeah. is delicious. It's nice to have, but it's. Speaking of expensive, though, I I can't remember if I spoke about this, but I went to the movies the other day for the first time in like a year and a half. No, um, you didn't talk about that on on the recording. podcast. I don't think. Yeah. No. So Sean and I went to watch um, Shang Chi. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good movie. Uh, so I wouldn't say surprisingly good because I expected it to be good, but it was like better than I expected. Um, mm. Even then, like as a, it's probably one of the better like Marvel origin films um because it doesn't fall into the same like boring staples um you're like if they kill uncle ben one more time (laughs) yeah exactly god damn it they've got they've got asian uncle ben can't do this again no i no shang chi's pretty fucking great and probably like one of the most beautiful marvel films i've seen just like that's cool really eye-poppingly gorgeous uh but yeah we went to the movies and shani and i used to go to the movies like pretty regularly like at least once a week because we just both love going to the movies Mm. it's just a thing like we we started like dating by going to the movies like most people do whatever but like Mm. i don't think we both realized how much we enjoy just that like ritual it's just really fun yeah there's something Um, nice about (laughs) sitting with a big uh, tub of popcorn a drink watch some trailers get a nice big screen experience like let's go i also love going to the Movies. I mean, we don't go as often as you do, but shit, yeah, we can't wait to go again. Well, this is the thing. Now, I'm not sure we're going to end up going as often as we do because it was a bit of like a shock to the system to realize how expensive it was. So <coughs> the last time we went, we hadn't moved out. So uh. our <laughs> perspective on the price was a bit warped. Like Amazing. we would go maybe once a week and be like, yeah, this is expensive, but whatever. But now we go and you look at like tickets are like 120 each, even with like the whole discovery discount, whatever. Mm. And then like popcorn and drinks. So it ended up coming to like a total of like, rand, I yeah. think 350 or something like that. And then we looked at that and, and we're like, that's like half of the electricity for the month or, <laughs> you know, like a good, a good, yeah, a good you, uh, like a, a, it's like a, a decent, food shop. Yeah. You know, like or, half a grocery shop, whatever. So with that perspective in the back of the head, it's like, oh, fuck, yep. this is actually really expensive nev- and we should probably not do this as often. Yeah. I'll never forget Craig telling us, this is like long ago because, I mean, he's he's got a wife and two kids. So an outing for them to the movies is like 800 rand. Yo, that's You're just like, up. nah. That's, that's, that's that makes you, that hits you in the, the gut. You're like, damn, <laughs> that's a lot and like, of money. And like, I get it. You don't, I mean, I always used to get angry at people who were like, Oh, it's 500 Rand for two people because it's a movie and then snacks and whatever. It's like, you don't need snacks. Like, you don't need, you don't have to get like a drink and popcorn and sweets mm. and all that shit, you know? Like, Shani and I get one popcorn to share and maybe one drink to share, you know, whatever. Mm. There are ways to bring it down. But even then, like, I get it now in the context of... Yeah, living. Living like, costs versus out, yeah. this two-hour entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. It's... It really yeah. puts into perspective then as well, like how affordable video games are, because that is like a third of it. Well, I don't know. 
video game pricing locally is strange now. Like new releases mm. are like only a grand. Sometimes they're only eight hundred rand. I don't get. Yeah, like, some, something's happened. I don't know. Maybe and it's the from the same publisher. Like I've seen Sony exclusives, like Death Stranding Director's Cut, seventy dollar release. It was eight hundred rand locally. I'm like, what? Like <laughs> it makes no sense. Like I don't get it. But anyway, that yeah, that puts into perspective. Like, do you want to pay for two movies or Death Stranding? <laughs> do you want to yeah. watch two hours of a movie or many hours of Norman Reedus and his BB? I mean, Mads Mikkelsen saying, give me back my BB. <laughs> you could watch five movies in the time that it takes oh for God. Death Stranding to become interesting. But then exactly. when it does, <laughs> it really becomes interesting. It's, it's, I've been see, it's, it's fun seeing people on Twitter again being like, man, it took like 10 hours for Death Stranding to get good. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but people playing that it for the first time right. also yeah. get access to gear that we didn't have access to. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, you guys don't know the struggle. You didn't, it, you didn't have to play the game without this gear. <laughs> it really does take until like the third chapter to like kick into gear because then you start mm. getting like really good vehicles and mm. the moment roads. The moment you get your first thing like um i don't know if it's your your mechanical legs or something where you can yes. start walking quicker that's where the game yeah. just opens up it's like damn this is so much easier <laughs> where you don't where you don't fall over as often because mm. the first few hours you're just like i can't sprint because i just fall so mm. by the end of the game you're like what is walking you're just like fucking vaulting over everything you don't mm. even care it's or have you seen clips of people jumping off cliffs and just landing yes. It's amazing. It it's gives so me, good. It gives me such vertigo. I'm like, oh no, that cargo. And then they just like land. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the cargo doesn't even like blink that it's taking damage. It's. Oh, yeah. I'm actually like, I, I want to get back into it now because like, I assume more people are playing. So I assume the world is more populated yeah. with bullshit. So uh, sort of like it was at launch. It was just like so many zipline networks and mm. that shit is so useful. It's like, mm. oh wow, these players thought of this amazing route that i would have built otherwise and now i can just take that route just use it yeah it's the beauty of the strand game you know it's a whole genre now <laughs> yeah speaking of video yeah. games let's check one chat talk about them every now and then <laughs> we talk yeah. about games to segue into more games sometimes sometimes you just got to get meta with that shit dude mm. it's it's yeah. how it is um this is basically a repeat of last week with one one exception I guess we'll start with you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just to preface, um, by the time you're hearing this, uh, well, okay, I'm just going to say we are playing a game for review that mm -hmm. we cannot talk about yet, um, but it will we'll have a review out for it later this week. Uh, mm. It's just, embargo timing is weird. Like, we didn't want to delay the episode because then it would delay the episode by like half a week. So, yeah, yeah not going to do that. We'll have a review so, in progress. Because mm. games so that's where that. <laughs> that's where a lot of our time is being spent, which makes this odd because we can't actually talk about it. Um, mm. but, I've done some stuff. Yeah, so I will just touch in quickly with uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected because I think last week I spoke about it, but I hadn't uh, finished it. Um, yeah, I finished you, you, it. you had some impressions, yeah. Yeah, uh, Has my your impressions opinion haven't of the really game changed. changed. <laughs> nah, not really. I mean, I, I published my review... Um, at GameSpot, and I gave it a six out of ten. Um, <gasps> Medeos, 
it's, can it's I tell strange. You, yeah. I, I went to your review. You have a lot of comments on that review. Yeah. Like GameSpot yeah. reviews get a couple of comments depending on the game or the news article, whatever. But you have hundreds of I comments. Think the, I think I saw, <laughs> I checked in on it this morning. It has like 290 yeah. comments or something like and, that. And um, so it's only 90% of those are like, this reviewer doesn't understand this game or something. And you have the other 10% going like, yeah, I completely agree. This is, yeah, which this game, I was actually quite um, surprised yeah. by. Yeah, there's, there's been one or two comments that are like 100% spot on get what the purpose of a review like this is today. I There was one commenter who was like, I, I agree with the review while also understanding that I love this game because this is a review for people who are coming into Diablo yeah, fresh. 2 fresh. You know, if you've played Diablo 2 back in the day and you already love it, like a review is not for you. Like, mm. you know you're, you're going to You're going to buy it. the game regardless. Exactly. Like the review is there just to confirm your love for it. And when it doesn't get the score that you want, then it's like, you know, whatever. And like, I, you know, this isn't unique to this game, but like a lot of commenters miss that point. They go, Oh, this is exactly what fans wanted. Yeah, cool. That's fine. But mm. if you aren't a fan, like you need to know what you're getting into. And what you're getting into is a 20-year-old action RPG that has zero consideration for whether or not you have looked up Diablo 2 or whether or not your only reference to ARPGs or more modern uh, contemporaries. Um, mm. And if it is, even if your only reference is Diablo 3, um, Diablo 2 is like seriously difficult to get into um, mm. and just not fun. I I just don't think that its design holds up um, if you're coming to it fresh. I think a lot of it is uh, peppered by nostalgia, <clears throat> which mm. is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, I think it's great that uh, fans of it are happy with it. You know, they're happy that Blizzard didn't... Um, didn't or, touch um, anything. Visions. Yeah, didn't yeah. touch anything. And they were playing the game they love with remarkable like visuals, like seriously mm. good. Um, I actually, funnily enough, I booted up Diablo 3 again yesterday. And looking at that, I'm like, wow, Diablo 2 Resurrected looks so much better than this. Actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, like actually looking at the character models in Diablo 3 is like, these are bad. Uh, mm. These are... And then you've got to remember that Diablo 3 itself is like, 10 years old as well so which, which in is itself kind is of crazy wow <laughs> yeah it's kind of crazy so um oh man yeah i mean diablo 2 it, it's just design that's that's old like i hate the fact that i don't have a hot bar i hate the fact that mm. i can't stack potions um i hate the stamina bar i think it's you know it doesn't really add anything to the game but i understand that if you tweak any one of those individual elements it has a knock-on effect on the overall design of the yeah. game because the design was built with all of that in mind so i empathize with vicarious visions on how do we change this game marginally for new players but also keep the the feel of it and they ended up just going we cannot um mm. and i get that but that doesn't mean i want to play diablo 2 um because yeah. i don't i i finished it I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm kind of glad I played Diablo 2. The story is way for thin compared to what I thought it would be. Um, mm. There's like really nothing to it. And there. <laughs> Diablo's back. I oh, know. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Uh, he's in this area now. Go there. He's in that area now. Go there. Uh, the cutscenes are gorgeous. Um, mm. I'll give it that. The, the redone cutscenes are really good. Um, 
but yeah, the gameplay is just I I think it's very unbalanced. Like you can fly through an act where you are just one shotting mobs like left, right, and center, and then you come up to the boss for that act and he one shots you. He's like, what? Not what just happened? You know. Yeah. You, and then on top of it, you have the mechanics of like when you die, you lose gold. That's normal. Uh, mm. But you lose all your gear. So now you are naked and need to run back <laughs> run to back. your body and said dungeon uh, across from said boss that one click kills you and uh, try Can't and retrieve that. Um, with absolutely no warning from the enemies ahead of you that this would be the case. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean... Diablo 2 is built on the back of you have to grind out dungeons over and over again to power mm. yourself up and um, pray for good uh, equipment drops because you're... This is the thing I found very strange. Like, your gear, the, the the aspects of your gear actually don't really change, like, beginning to end. It's more to do with rarity of gear. You don't just scale mm. with gear numbers. And also, you're given points to spend when you level up like uh you know the typical rpg stuff mm. like strength and dexterity and that but none of that has any bearing on like damage you do so if you put points into strength all it does is allow you to equip gear that requires a strength that, number yeah. of like 50 it doesn't actually increase like your damage output um the same goes for dexterity it doesn't it doesn't alter your uh, hit chances or dodge chances it just means you can equip gear that then improves that. that, yeah. So you you have this, to me, an illusion of choice when it comes to role playing. But actually, all you're doing is, and I mean, I read so many builds where this is the case. It's like put fifty points into strength because you're going to need to equip this down the line, and then you'll never touch strength again, mm. or you will never touch intelligence on this build because it actually does nothing. So all you're doing is putting points into vitality because that's the only one that actually like increases your life. Yeah. So. It's like, okay, well, that, you know, severely hampers what I perceive as role-playing. And then your builds, which are your, each each class has three individual skill trees. Um, if you, like, waywardly spend a point where you shouldn't, like, it is very likely or very possible that that character in later levels will become completely unviable um, mm. because you have just spent points poorly and now the only way to rectify that is to respec your character and you only get one respec per per difficulty level mm. and i'm just like what like <laughs> imagine a new player going in picking a character like a a mage for example mm. or sorceress you know completely individually viable character in diablo 3 now, just because you picked a sorceress, you're probably fucked if you're playing solo because yeah. it just it's not viable. But even if you pick one of the more viable classes like a necromancer or a paladin, if you don't adhere to like a very strict summoner necromancer build or a, a curse necromancer build, like you will hit act four or five or maybe even like the first act in hell and realize this character is this actually completely gimped. Yeah. It's not going to work. And there is, you can only respec once. And if you've done that, that character, you might as well just throw it away. Like, sure. What the fuck? Like, that's like, I get that that's like 20-year-old game hardcore design, but that is not, that's yeah, not how games are made anymore. And no. to say that, that, you know, 
players must struggle through that, I think is ridiculous. So it feels it feels like that's something that, look, I, I completely agree in that, you know, if you remove the stamina bar, for example, you're changing the way the game works mechanically. But surely some modern inclusion like the ability to respec more than once, that should have been included as a like a I, modern I day nice to have. I agree with that. I think because like Diablo three is notorious for swinging so hard in the other direction. Like mm. <clears throat> you can still have builds in Diablo three. And I mean, I think if you talk to any player who takes the seasonal stuff and Paragon levels very seriously, will tell you, yes, there is depth to its um, mechanics, mm. but Diablo three for most players is a far more easygoing action RPG mm. because it is forgiving. Like, like you can just swap out skills on the fly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think, I think at the bare minimum, this game could have had a, here's your orig- original Diablo experience and here's the resurrected experience. Mm. And say the resurrected experience, just like you suggested, just gives you infinite respects. Mm. Like, I experimented with this build. It's not working. Let me just respect the points I have and and go at it like that. That alone, that one change would have made such a big difference, mm. I think, because it would have allowed me to actually experiment with builds without this, like, crippling fear that if I wasn't following a build guide, you know, my experimentation would be potentially mm. uh, uh, destroy hours and hours of gameplay. Yeah. And I don't think that affects the game too negatively, especially when you have the option to play the game without that enabled, you know? Mm. These are just like, it, it, it's sort of like the the one small thing that added in the options menu was like auto gold pickup. Because in the original, you had to click all the little piles of gold to pick oh, them up. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now it's automatic and like fantastic change. Mm. doesn't change the game at all. You can disable it in the options menu if you really hate yourself. Um, <laughs> but that's like... If you really want that nostalgic feel. Yeah. Why not just have the option to have infinite respects or like 10 respects per level? Um, yeah, I don't get it. And that that alone would have such a big impact on the game. Mm. So... But on uh, you know outside of that, it's also just like it's a far slower game. Like the combat mm. is a lot slower. It's a lot more sluggish. You miss so many um, attacks because each attack is um, tied to a dice roll. Mm. So very often you'll just be like swinging and you'll see nothing happening. Um, I'm weird. Uh, so it's just a different type of game. And like if you're you're you know longing for something like that, you're gonna. Like, if you like Diablo 2, you're going to fucking love this remake or mm. remaster, whatever it is. Like, no doubt. This is like a 10 out of 10 game for you, whatever. But um, as a new player coming to it, I just, there's very little that will get me back to playing this, put it that way. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, the proof is that I just restarted Diablo 3 and I'm like, yeah, I'll start a new seasonal character, whatever. Mm, why not? Um, and I'm enjoying the hell out of that. And... People in the comments say that that shows that I don't understand Diablo, but guess what? <laughs> Diablo 3 is a fucking fantastic ARPG, especially after the expansion. Mm. Um, and it's why it's persisted for so long. I think it plays really fucking great, and I like it a lot. So, it's a good time. I yeah. like Diablo 3. Yeah, we should play Diablo 3 we together. Play Di- we should play Diablo 4 when that comes out. I'm quite curious to I- see how they... What that's they the, do with Diablo 4. That's the one thing that I will say Diablo, like I understand now, like the mood and vibe of Diablo 2 is a lot better than 3. Like mm. wait, when it came out and everyone's like, this is too colorful. I didn't understand that. 
Mm. And I think it wasn't articulated correctly, but I understand now that it's more the atmosphere, like the, the actual Yabutus, mood and tone of the it's game. It's yeah. dreary and dark, and like the the monsters are really disgusting, and mm. I like it a lot. Like that <laughs> new visual style really keeps that mood intact, but it, mm. it looks really good. Um, and that's why I'm kind of keen for Diablo 4 because it looks to be moving it's back, going to, back that. to that yeah. yeah so yeah pretty stoked for that yeah cool Diablo 2 resurrected mm. uh what Diablo, else more like played? Diablo two decades old am I right hey <laughs> right in the kidney <laughs> <laughs> but you've been playing a little something something else which is which I'm quite curious to hear you talk about because this is one of those games where it's like don't tell don't say anything because you My don't spoil God. anything. Yeah, yeah, so I mean I mean I'm going to be as vague as possible because aside from not wanting to spoil it for anyone listening, I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't mm. started uh, it. But this is uh, I've been playing the expansion or you could almost call it a pseudo sequel to be honest mm. because it is huge uh to Outer Wilds called Echoes of the Eye. Um boy, this shit is good. Let me just tell you that much. It is... Uh, That's it. Say no more. <laughs> fucking great. Uh, yeah. So it... I mean, for for where I am now, um, it takes place uh, on a new... Hmm, new thing in the universe um, <laughs> that, that the story tries to tell you was always there, but obviously it wasn't always there. Um, yeah. And that thing is almost like an entire solar system encapsulated into one area. Um, All I can show is the trailer. We have no it, gameplay. <laughs> it reminds me of... Um, it actually reminds me of a Halo ring, the way it's structured, because mm. you can kind of look at everything in 360 degrees, and if you look straight up, you're like, oh, I can get there. It's just part mm. of this like Halo structure, um, which is kind of cool. But this thing is sort of like a microcosm of all the um rule or not rules but the the sort of like vibe that the original game uh plays out by so it mm. has its own events that take place at certain times during the loop mm. um so you have to get to certain areas within the structure at certain times to see certain things yeah um you just aren't flying between planets to do that it's all at least where I am now, I don't know if that changes, but it's all um, encapsulated in this one area. Um, oh, God. But that doesn't mean it's any smaller. Um, they, Mobius Digital has completely changed what their mechanics are. So, I mean, the original game was all about quantum physics and, like, um, you know, you, 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 you learned all sorts of tricks when it came to like pieces of the quantum moon or stuff like that. Mm. Um, this one so far doesn't use any of those tricks. It introduces completely new ones. Um, and they are all very, very, very cool. Uh, and it adds a whole new wrinkle to the, the story of, of the game, um, specifically the eye and a new civilization that was observing the eye potentially before... Oh, wow all of, you know, you in the original game and mm. what it kind of means. So, yeah, there's some there's some fantastic puzzles so far. There's a very distinct, I wouldn't say horror, 
but it's a very eerie and suspenseful vibe to everything. Like there is some, yeah, there's some crazy as fuck music, and there's moments where everything is just very dark. Um, and like you don't want to turn on your flashlight because you're worried something's going to be in front of you, type of thing. I I had to leave the subreddit because people were. Like the, I didn't, I didn't see any spoilers specifically, but the headlines of some things are like, I actually need to leave the subreddit because I, I want to go in completely, you know, without any expectations or whatever. Yeah. And 100%. one thing I saw quite prominent was people were like, "Damn, this is a lot more suspenseful and like yeah. horror. It feels more like a horror." And I'm like, "Oh, it's more oh, spooky." Shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is quite spooky. There's a, there's very good musical cues, um, in certain things. So like. Just as a slight like hint, like there's a a lot of the time you'll be um, picking up like slides for a projector and mm-hmm. flicking through them to see events, and every now and then you'll come across a slide that is burnt out, and the way the music changes as soon as you flick to one of those is like the first time it happened, I almost jumped. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's yeah, it's very suspenseful. Uh, it's very good. I will say, no game has made me jump more than an anglerfish in. The original. Jesus Christ! I think, I think it was, I knew what they did, and you, the fact that you know, spoiler if you haven't played the game, you're not supposed to move, uh, make noise because they are blind. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those really things of yeah. I was floating through, and I just wanted to like adjust my ship, and I did, and one of them heard me and like screamed. I fucking jumped. I've never jumped like that before. The noise they make is so off-putting. It's. <laughs> Holy or, or shit. The, the, there were times where I would like enter the dark bramble and like the position of my ship was just off. So I was going to collide with one of them. Yeah, or you maybe, have to like try and you, and you just like, <laughs> you try and move and you're like, okay, maybe I've moved enough. And you just like ding like one of their teeth and just like, <laughs> they just I, jump. I in. saw an interesting um, post in the Reddit of, a while ago where somebody, what they did, they like drove their ship yeah. So the anglerfish chased it, but they ejected. And the fish oh, went for the ship, but not for them. <laughs> so smart. That yeah, is like, so that's smart. Yeah. That is, that, that's risky as fuck, though, because the bramble's mm. huge. So do you but have I, I enough think, jetpack fuel? Yeah, but I think if you're close to where you need to be, like, oh, shit, yeah. made a noise. Yeah. I, I've become good. lucky sometimes, though. Sometimes the, there's, like, you know, the bramble's got all these, like, branches uh and sometimes they just block the anglerfish. Mm. Like anglerfish will try and do like a complete line of sight towards you and yeah, hit a branch and not know what to do. Mm. Um, yeah, real good. Game's good. Uh, I haven't experienced an anglerfish yet, but I will say oh that I am underwater a lot and it's very dark and I'm trying to figure out why something in the world happens and I keep like half expecting in my brain this like huge anglerfish to just appear in the water and eat me. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's uh, some real anxiety-inducing stuff, but it's it's really good. It's I don't know how long it's meant to be, but I've seen uh, some people actually describe it as like a hidden sequel in terms of breadth it's and quite long, yeah. time. Yeah, so I think some some reviews I just skimmed them um, just to kind of get an idea of how long I was in this for, and some said ten hours, some said fifteen. So I think mm, it probably you know it comes down to your you, puzzle solving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I spent 23 hours in the original game and people can do it in as little as 12 or 15. Yeah, um, I mean, that that depends on... The original game has one or two puzzles that are a bit, I would say, random. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard um, 
I've heard the designers of Mobius say they would redesign some things like the, the Ashwin, Ashtwin project one. Like if you aren't standing on that teleporter when the sand goes over you, like mm. it is very easy that you will just miss that for hours. Um, mm-hmm. And there's that's nothing what, really that describes it. Yeah. Because I, I tried to stand on that one teleporter, got yeeted to the other planet. I planet. Like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I guess I can't do anything yet until it was like, no, you have to stand there at the right moment. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I got very lucky the first time I did it because I got put into the, the Ashtwin project room and I was like, how did that happen? Like, <laughs> and it took me like a few loops to finally figure out how to like replicate it because oh I was yeah. walking on the platform, nothing was happening. I was like, what the fuck? Like, and then I realized, oh, it's when the sand comes over. See, mm. it, and it's such a, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't like logically make sense why that is the case. Um, mm. Maybe there's a note somewhere that explains it, but. You know, I think they've learned from those types of puzzles and I haven't, you know, I said that I'm still scratching my head on the connective tissue on some pieces now where I am, but I don't feel like I don't have leads to follow. Mm. Um, But at the same time, they're still very careful with breadcrumb trailing through you. It's not a, especially after playing something like Deathloop where, you know, Deathloop will give you hints and then put something in your log that you didn't even... Mm. like connect together you'd be like oh is that what that hint actually mm. meant like yeah. I, uh outer wilds is very much like you saw this like interpret it however you want you know we are just mm. letting you know that you saw this so yeah it i don't feel like it's any more or less handholdy it's the perfect amount the same, which yeah. is must be so difficult to get right um, yeah it's a yeah quite a balance cool it's I'm really good. excited to play it i really like it w- one thing that's really good at least for now, I have the whole area has trees, so you never have to worry about running out of oxygen. So that's fine. oh, that's cool. Yeah, damn you do have to worry about running out of jetpack fuel all the time, though. I know <laughs> it's a it's one of those high gravity boys, you know. Oh boy, yeah, nice, it's fun, it's good, cool. It's echoes of the eye. Um, I I've been putting a lot of time into our little uh, embargoed game, so I suppose I mm. could go back in time to last weekend where i inhaled uh literally literally snorted kena 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 bridge of spirits yeah so, so the way she says it in the game is kena yeah it's kena but then other people say kena and i'm like where are you getting that from so it's definitely <laughs> not kena like we no. were saying no yeah. we we are plebs yeah. um so it's interesting because the last time we spoke about the game i think you you hadn't played it yet at all. No, uh, and I've only played about an hour now. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I'd played the first hour, I guess. Mm. First maybe hour and a bit. And then I've since gone and, you know, finished the whole game. I literally played the entire weekend. And I'm very, very happy to say that it is a fantastic game. Like you and I have many times have expressed doubts. We expressed doubt before the game launched. I'm like, oh, no, we've seen trailers. It looks good. Um, will it actually play that well? And mm. bar some hiccups, I think, uh, like I'm, I'm genuinely flawed that this animation studio, Ember, Ember Lab, Ember were Labs, able to yeah. were, were able to pull off this as their first game. Like, it's it's kind of surreal that you can get it this right the first time. Um, yeah, it's a good a uh, good debut attempt. Mm. They are, and that's that's something that you know. I mean. We've seen a lot of indie studios knock it out the park with debuts like oh, yeah, it's digital. Not, it's, and, it's not impossible. Yeah. It's just it's... It's still it's, impressive, especially yeah. coming from a studio that's not 
game design focused you know what i mean mm. so so yeah i mean i don't know you've you've played about an hour what are your your thoughts in the game um yeah i mean so far just like echoing what you said last week it's uh it really holds up visually i think it's very mm. beautiful um it's pretty uh, AF. it's it's definitely uh got some aged elements to it like the mm. like the uh hard cuts between like like you just saw in the footage now between cutscene mm. and gameplay uh feels very it's i don't know just old uh so but at the same time it just looks the part of a a modern game um mm. so far the i haven't i haven't really got into big like mechanics yet but the the combat feels good i think it feels mm. a lot better than i thought it would um the the platforming feels a bit odd like you you alluded to last yeah. week the, there's just something odd about the jump it doesn't feel mm. what I, was, I expected to feel like i was saying now. to you I've, I've since if i had to put my my finger on it it's the fact that when you do a double jump you slow down on the second mm. jump which you don't maintain that mo- forward you, which is yeah. it's just weird i don't know why that happens it's almost like you should either just keep the momentum or gain a little bit but yeah. the fact that you slow down, it it makes jumping from platform to platform feel risky because you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to make it because I'm losing <laughs> momentum on the second jump. So I better make sure I like really jump far forward. Which uh, is strange because yeah. you're sometimes pairing it with like sprints. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why. And and I find the, uh, the, the animation associated to the jump, the uh, like leg tuck just doesn't mm. feel right. It, you it, almost expect yeah. like a, a forward flip or something. I mean, yeah, it that's just, that's something we expect, I guess. But yeah, it just it just makes uh, the jump feel a lot smaller than it actually is because like she's mm. tucking her legs like she's hardly, you know, it's these things like again, game design so difficult. Like it's such a small thing that mm. feels wrong, but I can't really articulate why it feels as wrong as it does. But at mm. the same time, like. If I'm playing a game with good platforming, it's just like, yeah, this is a platformer. Like, it's mm. very hard to to say why a Mario jump feels as perfect as it does. And there is a science to it. Like, there it's is pixel perfect science. Yeah. yeah, it's been fine tuned to hell and back. Um, but yeah, it just shows that even the simplest things like a jump, and I know this because trying to implement a jump in games I've made is just like, wow, this is like the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, like, mm. making it feel exactly Natural. how it should feel like so um the other thing that i find a bit weird is the voice acting i think it's like i don't know i guess it comes down to probably like budget but it feels very mm. odd um it feels a bit like you know sorry for the term but like under budgets if that makes yeah. sense it's like you've got this this visually gorgeous game and then the voice acting just doesn't quite meet the same standard it's not yeah. bad by any means it's just you know you're not you're not getting troy baker or, or any of the <laughs> the triple a voices you might associate with a game like this at least that's no. that's my perception no i i fully agree with you i just it feels a bit uh stilted and uh jarring and the um i guess the the sort of writing is very uh very stock like fantasy fair doesn't mm. feel at least yet like anything yeah in- I, interesting you know? i will say so because you you were ours uh last week um the game does have some great story beats like you is it? okay you as kano are basically you're trying to you know free the corruption from this village which means sort of 
putting the stories of spirits to rest. You know, they're, they're here for a reason. You need to sort of help them pass on. Um, yeah, basically, this is actually the third-person uh, action-adventure game of Spiritfarer. <laughs> it, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the, those moments are, like, that I found maybe the writing's not like, you know, again, sorry for the lack of a better term, not triple A, but mm-hmm. the actual story beats, there are a lot of very heartfelt moments in the game, which were great. Like, I really enjoyed them. And they they often preceded by a boss fight, which... Let me tell you, I did not expect the boss fights in this game to be as good as they are. Like, they're, they're not that many bosses, I'd say. You get a lot of bigger mobs that you fight for the first time, which is, you know, sort of labeled as a boss fight or a mini boss. Mm-hmm. But the game itself has, I'd say, maybe four to five, like, actual proper big bosses with big health bars and everything. And, like, I would say that it's not quite on the level of, say, a From game. But there are moments in those boss fights that made me feel like, holy shit, this is very well designed. Like the phases that you have to learn, the attacks that happen, just the the actual, how the music and the atmosphere ties into the gameplay. It's it's surreal. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd really recommend like for you if, you, if you maybe, you know, putting this off because you've got other shit to play, like maybe just play enough that you get to the first big story beats where you free the, the first spirits. Um, it's quite something. Like I, okay. can, I can't give the game enough praise on that front. Because even then, I'm like, you're just an animation studio. How did you yeah. get this so right? <laughs> and again, like we we're talking about how complex like jumps are. I think when it comes to mm. things like how good does a boss feel and how does it harmonize with the combat, that's a mm. whole other argument. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really great to hear. I um, mm. I did take your advice and started on like the hardest. Well. The yeah. hardest difficulty is locked, so I took the hardest that was the, available. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I nearly died in one of the first sub bosses because I was just being reckless. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting that that vibe, and I think the the combat is solid enough that it doesn't make that feel frustrating. Mm. I have it's interesting because you and I are having you know be people who have played the likes of Sekiro or Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Um, I have found people saying that the combat is difficult like even the mm-hmm. you know difficult uh, the normal difficulties are a bit too challenging in some instances and i can i can get that because if you're not used to this sort of combat then yeah it's going to be overwhelming to you know do you dodge when do you attack when do you try parry that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but i was telling one of my colleagues that i think what's quite nice about this game so if you the game doesn't explicitly tell you i don't think but a parry is very much how it works in any other game you have to time your block you know at the right second and then mm-hmm. you know it'll parry at the very least i found that this game is quite forgiving that if you mistime your parry you still have your shield to absorb the blow yeah yeah which is which is quite cool like i think that is an interesting idea that could work very easily in other games you know it's mm-hmm. it's like um it's a bit of a safety net if, if, if i could call it that um, yeah, I find yeah. the the parry window quite small. I, I was messing around with it. Yeah, apparently they buffed it though. They oh, really? they patched it that it's slightly bigger. So I don't know if I had it before after the, the update, okay. but there has since been because people I'm, were complaining that the window is very small. Maybe I'm still getting used to the window then. But I was trying it on the first like big sub boss, and I was just missing it. Like and like mm. you said, you still got your shield, but at the same time they get you with a bit of that double whammy where. The parry oh, yeah, is like, deplete, yeah, yeah, depletes it. But at least it's not like Sekiro where 
you die. You can only parry <laughs> if you press the button. If you yeah. hold, then it's a completely different thing. Here, it's mm-hmm. like if you hold at the right time, you still get the mm-hmm. parry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I yeah, that's a that's actually a pretty great observation that I didn't think about. So you can still, yeah, if you whiff that parry, you can still block mm-hmm. the damage. Um, yeah. But then you've still got like a dodge, and I feel like your your lights and heavy attacks the way. The way it feels like you've got a soft lock on the enemies, even though you're not mm. like hard locking on them, it feels great. Um, mm. It's really good, and it's and it's fluid. It's quite fast, and um, yeah, feels good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I think I am definitely gonna revisit this game in a quiet period to play it on the harder difficulty now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe um, grab that I platinum. mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, I was about to ask that. Uh, knowing you, have you taken a look at how the platinum looks? Or? Yeah, the so that that difficulty is actually tied to a trophy so you do have to play it on uh, a harder difficulty okay. but okay. there are there are you know what you'd expect you have to there's a trophy for collecting every curse chest there's a trophy for collecting every single rot whatever so that mm-hmm. sort of stuff like i'm obviously going to try to do it myself but if there's stuff i'm missing i'm just going to look it up um just i'm sorry i'm just off. looking at this footage now and you put on a mask mm-hmm. this is majority so, mask oh my god <laughs> so this is just before my footage does unfortunately (sighs) but basically you get the mask of you know the spirit you're trying to free and you can use that to see Uh, hints around the world um so look at here i'll show you oh okay it's it's like yeah more or less my footage just stutters and it does i I like i like that it um when you put on the mask it goes into a first person it's like a first person and it like changes the whole look of the environment around you yeah Yeah, which is really nice I think the last yeah. thing I want to say is that the rots are very cute, but they're why adorable. are they called the rot? Like, is it explained? It's yeah, it's tied to a something. Okay, because they something, are something. fucking adorable, and they just yeah. The name. whole game was also like, why are they called rots? Yeah, oh, <laughs> there's so there's like a very there's like a link. So yeah, the the you can tell there was a lot of time spent just animating them because they are just like gorgeous They're, little blobs of don't you, stuff. Don't you love it when you walk into a new environment and there's like a cart or something and they're all like teleports, they're just chilling and like yeah. the jugs or whatever. They're just it, there's so much attention to that sort of detail. Yeah. Which is really and cool. and also just like oh, instead there goes of like, my footage. Uh, instead of just like um like being able to pet them, you can like go down and like actually like fully interact with them, mm. which I think is really cute. So yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I think as well. I mean, you mentioned good. that it's a it's a forty dollar game. It's not a full price yeah, game as well. It's so super. Affordable. I think the production value for that is like pretty astounding. And worth so. worth mentioning. And I know we touched on this last week, but it's not. So you can read into this how you want. It depends on how you place value on game. But it's not a staggeringly long game, which to you and me is like it's kind of a relief. Like I don't want God, a. Yeah. A thirty-hour game from this, so I, I my playtime is about thirteen hours because I spent mm-hmm. some time dying in the harder bosses and exploring whatever. But I'd say the average playtime is like ten hours, which is mm-hmm. a really nice length for a forty-dollar game. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Nice. Would would recommend. It's good. Kena. Good fun and great game. Yeah. Kena Bridge of Spirits. Very good. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. very good. I'm just glad that it is good. Uh. In general, because there was definitely a worry. Um, Let me tell you, I don't know what the studio have lined up next, but a, a sequel I'd say is not off the cards, and I'm very excited to see what they do with that, having learned yep. from this, um, yeah, this experience. Yep. Same, 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 same. 
Um, mm-hmm. should we get to game releases mm-hmm. uh, for this games the out. first week of October? Um, no mistake in this. Can you believe we're in October? Still quite a bit. Who knew? Yeah, so we're looking at games from the 2nd of October what? all the way up to the 8th. Um, so I don't know what happened to the, the news feed. <laughs> R.I.P. news. What is going on here? Oh, uh, uh, there you a, go. Quite a few uh, games, even a whole new uh, console launching this week. So, yeah, just Interesting. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Baby stuff. stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, FIFA, FIFA, sorry, FIFA 22 came out this week. Yeah, it mm. did. Um, Shocker. Surprisingly, yeah. And so did Pez, but, uh, or eFootball. We'll touch on that on news. Yeah. Uh, first game, Exophobia. Uh, maybe this is a phobia of extroverts. So, you know, just normal Phobia anxiety. of exes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to all platforms October 5th. Uh, big game, I think, for, for me specifically this week. Jet the Far Shore, made mm-hmm. by the team behind Super Brothers, uh, Sword and Sorcery. Um, yeah, I'm keen on this. It looks like a sort of No Man's Sky vibe, uh, mm. chill out game, and uh, I just love that studio. So mm. yeah, uh, that's out on PC, PS4, and PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vagris, Va- Vagr- yeah, Vagris, the Riven Realms. Wow. Uh, PC October fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell Let Loose. Uh, PC Xbox Series X and S October fifth. Isn't this the uh, it's a PS Plus game for PlayStation? Yeah, but this is the World War One game that uh, I swear to God, John Michael Michael told us about World, a while ago. I think it was it's World War Two, and it's like okay. yeah, there there was an open weekend or beta that I played also like about a year or more ago. Yeah, and this is um, this is like a far more in-depth World War simulator than the likes of Battlefield and Call of Duty. Um, okay. To the point where, like, there are tons of different, you know, classes or roles to fill, and the battles are huge. Um, I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it's, like, huge, large-scale battles. And people communicating in-game take it seriously to the point where you use actual, you know, military terms. And oh, wow commands yeah it's like it's very very in-depth so if you're looking for a yeah no like it's 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 intense but it's good fun like the i mean i had no idea what was going on half the time but the actual feeling of being in a war like it i'd say Mm -hmm. it comes close to the likes of a battlefield in you feel like holy shit like i need to this life is important i can't just run and gun have to take my time and really think about what i'm doing Um, yeah so it's really cool Okay. Yeah, and it, it is on PS Plus, which is quite neat. And I, I don't know, is it on Game Pass? <laughs> I don't think so. Funnily, these things seem, seem to overlap. Where if the ones on PS Plus, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, Avengers came to uh, Game Pass this week, so I guess that's PS cool. Plus game you... coming out, maybe. Yeah. Um. Next game, BPM bullets per minute. This is a. Game I've been following for a while. It's it's like sort of like Doom, but also a rhythm game. Like you shoot to oh, the, that's cool. the music. Yeah, <laughs> looks really fun. PC, uh, sorry, PS4 and Xbox One. Not sure why. Oh. I wonder if it's out on PC. Maybe already, it is maybe. on out on PC. Yeah, because that seems like a PC game to me. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered coming out October 5th. PC, basically all the platforms except Switch. Uh, have you played Alan Wake? I have, yeah, great yeah, game, so good. I played really, it. Really I played good. it years after 
the fact that so still loved, I, loved it. I never played the uh, the Siren DLC, which is essentially like an epilogue for the story. So I'm like kind of like keen to oh. to play um, that. Um, sorry, yeah. Bullets Per Minute is on Steam. Oh, is it? Uh, okay. Oh, it came out like a few weeks ago. Oh, no, but I lied. Last year, 15th of September, 2020. Maybe I'm thinking of a different game then. Because I know there was um the, the, the first idea that I saw of this was from a designer on the puzzle game cube. And then like a year or so later, uh, someone else came with, uh, came out with the game that was similar and mm. like had, had a similar, yeah. Okay. So this is the similar one. This isn't the one I'm thinking of. Um, I think I actually don't know anymore. Uh, yeah, this Who came out knows? last year. Yeah. But it's, it's like, it's like a similar idea. It's yeah. uh, you know rhythm based FPS, which is that uh, sounds cool. It's cool, yeah, yeah. Um, um Super Monkey Super Ball, Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. This is the game you and I have no touch points on, but it's that's big. But just yeah, I mean the reviews came out and about were actually it, yeah. good. Yeah, so um, I you know I was listening to Giant Bomb uh, talk about it, and Jeff Goetzman um, compared it to Trackmania where you are <laughs> like shaving hundreds of a second off of a time and you just like going, 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 trying to get better and better at these courses. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, I need to tell Matthew about this game. Oh boy. Yeah. On that, do you know that there's a new season of Trackmania? Is it out already? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Hell yeah. Going to play mm-hmm. some Trackmania this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, also out this week, Far Cry 6. Uh PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and S, Stadia, and Luna, October 7th. Chicken, so that's cool. Breaking Bad Chicken Man Simulator. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lots of shooting. Um, it, it looks like a Far Cry, based off the trailers, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm pretty sure you know what you're getting into. Yep. Um, but yeah. Metroid uh, Dread. October oh 8th, Metroid Dread on Switch. Very excited for this. Mm. Um yeah, how will can say really. one of the OG Metroidvania franchises hold up in a modern mm. setting? I wonder. It's I mean, all these previews. That, uh, there were previews that came out this week, and they were super positive. So great. Yeah, I've I've big hopes for this. Uh, also, arts on the eighth yeah. of October. Tetris Effect connected on Switch. Hell yes. Oh boy. You can play Tetris Effect on the go. And you My can God. play it on your brand new Nintendo Switch OLED. <laughs> Yo, yes, how's that segue? If you're gonna, if you're gonna join, um, you know, if you're gonna pick one up, you're gonna play Metroid Dread or Tetris. Tetris Effect is the one to play. I think both of Just those think- are great showcases <laughs> for an OLED screen. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Yeah, yeah imagine all, all like the just the the visual style of Dread and all the. Pretty effects of Tetris Effect on oh, that screen. The color pop on Tetris mm. Effect, like, man. I, I mean, I still play Tetris Effect now and then. Uh, I still need TV. to play it. Oh, and it's just, every now and then when I'm just feeling like something zen and and to chill out, mm. like, Tetris Effect just hits that on the head. It's so good. Yeah. It's really one of the best games I've played in a long time. Um, you, so, yeah. you would know better than me. I mean, I know there are some visual effects. It's just a Tetris game, but how mm-hmm. will it perform on Switch? Yeah, I'm fun, actually I'm kind of curious because there's some it's Tetris, but there's like crazy there's particle effects happening. going like yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see its performance uh, on, on Switch and hope they don't have to like pare back a lot of those effects because that's part of the experience in my mm. view. Um, yeah, but also just the music. The music is sublime. 
So yeah. Nice. I'm I'm cool. curious to see if you can play um Tetris Effect in like that vertical screen mode because Oh ah, on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise your screen's gonna be quite small. So <laughs> interested yeah. to see that. Um but yeah, that's it for this week, you know, a whole new console and uh two really good games for it. Uh <laughs> new console, same, same but different. It's just a a prettier switch. Mm. Um Cool. Bless Lenskard. No first sneezes are coming through. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear them, so it's all good. But bless you. try to like do them quietly. You can't sneeze quietly. It's impossible. <laughs> Gotta let it out. Um gaming news. What should we start with? Hmm. Wow, we're doing gaming news on the hour mark. Look at that. What should we headline with this week? Um I suppose this is the the one Konami is working on. A new Metal Gear Silent Hill and... Well, working on new Metal Gear Silent Hill and Castlevania games. So, Tokyo Game Show. I don't... Is it done? I don't know if it's happening over the weekend while we record. I think it's done. I'm not sure. I think it's... Well, by the time you listen to it, Tokyo Game Show is done. And there's been some news on Konami working on just about all of their big RPs, which we haven't really seen anything from, you know, I mean, Metal Gear, we've got Metal Gear Solid 5, followed by, what is that spin-off or the, like multiplayer? Survive, which don't know how that was received, but, you know, given, well. the, <laughs> given the Kojima drama, it's a bit of a question mark, what happens with Metal Gear now? Kojima's mm. gone, but Konami own the franchise, so... I don't know. Silent Hill again. Kojima drama released a demo for for yeah. Silent Hill called PT on the PS3 many years ago. Never seen Silent Hill since. And Castlevania. I don't know. We've there have been Castlevania games, but I mean we haven't had a 2D Castlevania. I don't think outside of um, the creator's name. What's his name? Koji Igarashi doing. Mm-hmm. You know his bloodstained games, which are for literally purposes. Castlevania games, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. Quite interested to see what happens here with these three big franchises. Yeah. It basically comes from reports saying that Konami is now switching back to air quotes premium game development, um, and that it's finding like uh, third-party studios to work on these franchises. Um, there is a report out there uh, from one one source that says that uh, Kojima Productions is working on Silent Hill. Um, Can you imagine? To me, like I want to believe that because it's a great story, but at the same time, I like struggle to believe that Kojima something drastic must have must have happened for Kojima and Konami to repair. Yeah, I, um, I'd have to believe that if if that is the truth, that someone at Konami or Konami as a whole made like a huge apology to yeah him. like or something biggest like olive branch in the history of olive branches <laughs> like because so, yeah how i mean that rumor keeps resurfacing and i'd love to believe it did you yeah. ever play pt no sadly not spooky it as once? fuck though holy shit don't <laughs> don't let kojima make a horror game <laughs> but that is a thing of like that is a demo right yeah and i don't know how that would translate to a full game but God damn, imagining Kojima having a hand at a full-fledged Silent Hills, like 
crazy shit yeah. i hope it happens but i guess we'll see yeah we'll see i mean the the other the other rumor here is that um a studio in singapore um called virtuous is working on a remake of metal gear solid 3 which is very exciting to me it's something that mm-hmm. a lot of people have been speaking about for a long time this this specific rumor was corroborated by eurogamer uh so mm-hmm. there's multiple sources on this um so yeah, I'm. I mean, a remake uh, of. I still think Metal Gear Solid Three is probably the best one in the series. So I'm I, I played Metal Gear Solid Three many years later on the Vita. What same, same. Mm. So good. It's, you know, I've still not played Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, do you know why? Because it's still stuck on the PS3. It's stuck it's the on the PS3. The day, the day that comes to modern consoles, you best believe I will play it. MGS Four is proper good like mm. really really good um i think three is just the one that i like the most purely because i think the story between the boss and snake is mm. like amazing it is it's also <laughs> like metal gear solid Long, longest ladder climbing scene in gaming history with the best song <laughs> the best like james bond-esque song yeah it's so good it's um, great yeah the uh the castlevania game is said to be a reimagining of the series uh but that's mm. pretty much it so i i sincerely yeah. hope it's a 2d castlevania like mm. i don't know I, i've never dabbled with the 3d castlevanias but they haven't reviewed as well as you know the origins of the the franchise so but it's interesting what what you and i consider castlevania is not really what castlevania is mm. like symphony no, of the night sure. is that a complete outlier to mm. to the more action focused games before it so yeah i'm i'm keen to see what it is um i would just like more new i would new like stuff. good games from all of these franchises that are good you know and with konami in the picture it's it's funny that this came out in the same week that Konami had to apologize for absolutely butchering um, the Pez franchise. So, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we, we can bounce to that now if you want. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do so that. These games so, are coming out. Look at this. It's not a, it's not called Pez. It's called uh, eFootball 2022, which is, <laughs> yeah, it's, look it's, what, look what they did to my boy. <laughs> look what they did to Ronaldo. I, I mean, what they did to Ronaldo and Messi alone oh is just. Oh my God, what is going so on? So eFootball 2022 is, uh, for all intents and purposes, Pez, but Konami has shifted to a free-to-play model, which in my view is the correct way to do it. Uh, but boy, it has become the lowest, worst reviewed game on Steam, um, mm-hmm. which is alarming there's some people in there saying they wish they could refund a free game um which is <laughs> wow um but yeah it's just it's full of it's full of like bad animations horrible character models just bugs galore it oh excuse it just seems here. fucking garbage so it is oh, the damn. it is the best thing that could have happened to uh fifa in the week of its launch um and just like the worst thing that could have uh, accompany the uh, rumors of new games coming from Konami. Oh my god, is that guy doing the Naruto run? Yeah, so if, if you're watching the video the wondering why I had Naruto open, it's because of this. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Somebody dubbed the, the Naruto theme song over there. <laughs> Fuck. So for, for audio listeners, you, you know what the, the anime or Naruto run is. It's, you know, arms behind your back, dashing forward. The animation clearly bugs out in this person's game. 
You don't need to watch 900 episodes of an anime to, oh my God. to know that. That, that is amazing. Uh, that run. Ah, but, what, what, yeah. what I don't get is that Pez has been a great football game, right? Yeah. For years. So what, what happened? Why didn't they just take last year's Pez, make, like, expand so, on it, make it free to play and release that? I so last year they didn't make a Pez. What they did was release, like, a paid update that would update, like, some visuals and players and stuff like that. They were like, because we are working on this reimagining for this year. Um, this okay. hot Hope pile of garbage. Released the game there. from two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, Pez, like, two, like, three, four years ago, a lot of people, a lot of people who are super into these games um, were considering Pez a better football game than FIFA. Mm. It kept FIFA on its toes to the point now where FIFA this year is considered, like, markably, like, good, you know, improved. Yeah. And, that only happens because Pez was like pushing them to do that. So if Konami mm. releases garbage like this, it has the knock-on effect of like EA going, well, we are the premier football game now. We probably don't have to go free to play now, maybe. Because, you pay $60. Yeah, yeah. We can look at this and say, see, this is why we didn't go free to play and then not innovate as much. So it's just bad all around for I don't know. fans it's, it's... of football games, I think. I, I just can't look I, I don't know what happened behind the scenes but I just can't wrap my head around the fact that you wouldn't release something like your existing product it feels like this game is built from the ground up and like rushed out the door yeah which doesn't make any sense to me it's um, it's a real bizarre scenario and I'm just yeah I feel bad for football fans because like you only get two games a year and uh you only get one shot yeah <laughs> one opportunity oh my goodness um well in in better news i guess the the game awards has a set date for mm. december 9th as all and it's an in-person uh, show yeah so for they've invite only but yeah yeah which is cool i guess yeah. because we haven't had you know I think last, last year was, was all virtual yeah, yeah all virtual it was still uh, which, a great which show means, last year which yeah. means nothing to you and me really yeah because it I, is still a virtual <laughs> show for us yeah i think the thing that i'm excited about is uh jeff Keeley, uh organizer of the game awards said that it means the game awards orchestra will be live on stage again and oh, that's, that's always cool. a treat yeah, yeah because mm. you get lots of cool music um from you know from games i remember mm. when uh, mick gordon was there and uh did live versions of rip and tear um from doom there and hey just haven't we been we've been to the microsoft theater yep. in la that's nice. where microsoft hosts their their xbox uh, yeah the xbox conferences yeah um, it's a very nice theater 2020 21 surprisingly packed with some really really stellar games like i don't think it's quite on the same level as you know the god of war year where we had just every damn game was so good. Was that 2018? Well, remember um, la- last year's game but last year was as well. where was they also... re-revealed Elden Ring. It's mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm t- also, if you go four years terms... back, it's where they revealed Bayonetta 3. So. Okay, so yeah in, term, uh, yeah, in terms of game announcements, I'm excited for that, but I'm thinking of like what, what would be game of the year this year? Oh, game of the year. Because um, we've had some really, really good games this year. Like, I think you and I are both agree that i don't know i'm sure it'll win in some categories maybe not game of the year we'll see but like chicory i hope that yeah i think chicory some, should some be nominated stuff. for sure yeah mm. what what won last year would hades swept it last year didn't it hades Oops. did hades win game of the year last year i think it did um there, there, there was some i mean the game awards always um has uh 
some weird like nominations. Mm. Uh, oh no, last year was um The Last of Us Part Two. But what? Hades. Yeah, that was last year. Did that come out last year? Uh-huh. Fuck. Okay. Also, yeah, like last year was The Last of Us Part Two. There was Ghost of Tsushima. I, I remember because people a lot of people are upset that Ghost of Tsushima didn't win over The Last of Us Part Two for oh God. you know okay. controversial reasons, whatever. Um how Jeez, weird that, is this? That, that feels that, so long ago to me. Wouldn't wouldn't Cyberpunk be a <laughs> part Cyberpunk of this year? technically I remember last year it said uh, it, it wouldn't qualify for those awards because it came out so mm. late. And then when it came out, I was like, well <laughs> But there's a lot would of it games. qualify like even, anyway, you know. Even um Demon Souls came out last year. And I, mm, mm. I have to believe that on art direction or some sort of visual category that has to make an appearance. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm quite curious to see what happens this year because like the all this COVID nonsense mm. happening, we all thought gaming would take a knock, and somehow games have just been better than ever. So, Real fucking bold for Jeff Keighley to uh, host this on the same day that Halo Infinite comes out. So, <laughs> I cannot tell you. I'm I'm curiously excited well not curiously i'm cautiously excited for halo Infinite. i'm fucking excited you have no I, i've played a bunch to... of the beta this weekend and mm. that game rips it is so much fun in yeah multiplayer. I'm, I'm keen like, to i almost want to hold out on the um multiplayer story you know i want to wait wait on that to play it with friends maybe but i'm very keen to try uh, like co-op story yeah yeah, yeah yeah the multiplayer i'm definitely keen to, to and, the, and, out, and so. then you don't have to buy it at launch because the multiplayer is free so it's free. Mm-hmm. I think that is such a great move for the franchise. And let me tell you, I, you know, I don't play that many competitive online shooters, but I love Halo and just playing that online, I'm like, oh, I'm, oh God, I'm you're going to 360 well no scope me. Finally, well, a game well you can beat this. me at. at the, <laughs> yeah, I was mad at the Xbox again the other day because you know how on PlayStation you can like say record my last footage from an hour ago. On mm. Xbox, you can't do that. You can the max you can do is thirty seconds, which is bullshit. Um, I, I've wondered how does it work on PlayStation that you just does it yeah, just constantly keep a cache of the last hour? It must. I, I mean, but I'm like sure an it, hour of footage is a lot. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> on Xbox, you have to manually start that, like, and then you can get like a much longer recording. But anyway, mm. I did this crazy good snipe the other day in Halo, like a guy like gravity propelled himself towards me and i shot him mid-air with a headshot and by the time i realized to clip it it had already gone and i was like damn it i was so that's like the switch as well it's like you just saved the last 30 seconds but the switch i completely understand a lot less power than the xbox (laughs) yeah of course yeah i I don't understand why the xbox sharing and capturing on the xbox is like really really bad when you compare it to the playstation um that's the one area where Sony's just nailed it. It's so seamless. So yeah. Well, speaking of so, you mentioned yeah. uh, Demon Souls now, and I remember we mm. forgot some news. Um, Blue Point Studios has oh, been acquired, acquired by Sony. Yeah, by Sony. Yeah, I, mean, I which, can literally Google that. Blue Point acquired by Sony. Yeah, that happened this week. We we scrambled to find news this week because it felt like there wasn't news, but there yeah. was news. There was news. news. Yeah, I mean, this was teased back in June accidentally by. Sony Japan. So I assume the yeah. deal was like mostly done by then. Um, but they just but had yeah. to finalize some stuff. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, well, 
yeah, fun. Blue points owned by PlayStation. You'd think that they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, they they did Shadow of the Colossus and um, uh, the Demon Uncharted Souls collection now, and the Uncharted yeah. collection. Yeah. But I mean, what's quite cool is that they said they're working on an original RP. Which the wording which is, there is interesting. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the, but the but, wording is interesting. Well, you think it's technically a remake of a game? I yeah, because I think if it was a new IP, they would say new IP. Mm. Um, you, uh, you look at any other announcement of any other project from any other studio, and if it's a new IP, they like when Ben Studio says they weren't working on um, Days Gone too. They're like we're working on a new IP. So yeah. for them to to hammer home There's, this original content mm. is like, what is so that is that a sequel to an existing game? Is it a mm. remake? There, I've seen some rumors. I don't know how true they are, but someone suggested maybe they are working to restore the sixth archstone in Demon's oh, Souls. Demon Souls. And that mm. would fall under the banner I mean, that, of original, original content. content you know, yeah. Um, I mean, that that would be a nice little DLC for Demon Souls. Well. I don't think they're going to do that because if you look now, when when this was announced, uh, Sony announced that Demon Souls had sold 1.4 million um, copies, which for a launch game is pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. But it's also like, do they invest more money into that restoring content that maybe only a fraction of those purchases will even go back to play mm. you know i mean there there was a, a trophy <clears throat> trophy stats where only 74 percent of demon souls players have the trophy for beating the phalanx the first boss so that means four hundred and twenty thousand <laughs> players never beat the first boss so that just shows you like the disparity sales and yeah. people who actually completed the game so how many of those people who bought the game are actually interested in a sixth archstone? I, arch I think the trophies, there's there's like a good story to be found with trophies on PlayStation because I think a week or two ago I sent a link to you or our Discord of like um, ugh, Returnal trophies. Like mm. how many people had actually beaten the first boss? It is yeah. also like nothing. Yeah, You go, damn, like people, a lot of people bought the game, but only 10% of them actually like rolled credits or it's crazy. Like and it's I can't super imagine. Common. Like yeah. uh, I've listened to so many podcasts with designers where they have even more granular info mm. and like the amount of times they're like, yeah, we have thousands of people who bought the game and literally have not booted it. Like <laughs> have not even started. The I'm game, like, who so. are these people that you're buying a game and not playing? <laughs> I mean, I told Mike Bizzle a while ago, I was like, I bought volume at launch and I still have not even started that game and he's like you're the best type of customer because you cannot complain about the game because you exactly. haven't played it so. yeah okay but how much does volume cost okay it was like 15 dollars at the time exactly yeah. okay versus i bought returnal 60 dollars. i've never booted it up yeah i i, I will admit i've never bought a game at launch that is 60 dollars and then yeah, not even played, not played it, it. Like, that yeah. seems That's a bit crazy. ridiculous yeah anyways so sony's got blue point also in sony news they've added game trial features to ps5 but uh, as you're a I'll, game I'll let you walk, yeah. walk me through this. So this I, I didn't here, know so. know this until this morning before we started recording that um, you know, you know, de demos for games, great thing that should be prevalence across every platform because it's it's good to try a game out before you buy it. I mean, I mean, uh, Steam on, basically has it baked Steam, in where you can yeah, refund you get like anything a, after before two hours two of playtime. Yeah. yeah, so you can literally play anything on Steam. Try it out. To be like this isn't for me. I want yeah, my money refund back. it. As long as, you, as long as you're keen on uh, Steam credit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I know this is a problem on... So like, Nintendo is not bad because they re release 
demos of certain games as well. But I know on PlayStation, like I have a colleague who bought um, Outer Wilds because reviewed well, mm-hmm. thought maybe this is the sort of game I'd play, but hated it. Yeah, played like less than an hour. Was like shit, and I can't refund this. I've spent the money. Yeah, I think PlayStation's refund policy is like if you started the game, you cannot refund. Yeah, it. it's which is I think I think Xbox actually has an hour grace period, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay, that's not bad. Or yeah, actually, PlayStation's worse. If you purchase, if you've downloaded it, you cannot refund. You're done. Yeah. yeah. So they've introduced a game trials feature, which they obviously testing because it's only available for death stranding director's cut and Sackboy, a big adventure and only in um, the uk only in the uk for now but my understanding is yeah it's, so the death stranding trial offers six hours of playtime, whereas the Sackboy trial offers five hours but there's a catch according to the small print the timer begins from the moment you hit download trial via console or add light to library via web so if you're downloading death stranding director's cut which i imagine is like 40 to 70 gigs, give or take, whatever. That itself is going to take an hour or two. And you can't leave it overnight because by the time you wake up, your time is up. So it's a thing of you have to plan to play this trial. You hit download in the afternoon so that you have an hour, one to three hours, one to four hours in the evening, whatever it is, which is just ridiculous. Give like, me the phone number of the person at Sony that thought that was a good idea. Who thought this was a good idea? What? Yeah, I don't know. The fuck? Like, Oh yeah, sorry. Death Stranding is. Is this two separate files? Yeah, so normally it's the file that you need till you oh. can start, and then like. Ah, uh, okay. Data, yeah. So it's six, sixty-seven gigs, sixty, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. I mean, yeah. Look, and nine g- times out of ten, when when it's like you can start the game, you go to the main menu. It's like it's the menu still installing. Like yeah. <laughs> so good on them for doing a game trial. Cool, that's a step in the right direction. But this timer thing is good lord. What the hell? Just that's... really fucking stupid. Like that that to me sounds like some again, some limitation of some back end service that is just like mm. we actually can't time how long someone has been playing the game for. You know what I mean? Um Which it doesn't make sense to me. Like if I think of just of the trophy system as an example, you can track the most obscure things. Like maybe it's game dependent. It probably is game dependent, but I don't know. On on Sony, like if you go to your profile, my profile, I can see that I've played Demon Souls for 30 hours. Like there is some sort of time tracker on yeah. games. And it's funny because that's existed across all PlayStations. Because when I got my PS5, there was a setting to go to my profile. And I was like, oh shit, here are all the playtimes for every game I've ever played on PlayStation. So it's there somehow. Can't they use that to track? But I suppose maybe there's concerns of, you know, if you go offline or something you yeah can't play you know you can't tri- but still <laughs> there mu- yeah there must be something there m- there must be a better like way to to do this than just like as soon as you hit download that's it so unless yeah unless it's a thing of yeah. they reach out to developers and say like hey we can offer a trial of your game to people to try it as long as you bake in this feature or or something like i don't know yeah, yeah. i I mean, I, I guess maybe this is why it's only in the UK. Uh, the UK. Maybe they are doing, you know, yeah, some sort of actual out, testing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I, uh, I think it's a, a crap solution. 
Other other quick news: Monster Hunter Rise coming to Steam in January has also announced yeah. the Tokyo Game Show. So if you've listened to the show, you know that Alessandra and I loved Monster Hunter Rise. Me more than you because I I got consumed by this game. I put more than a hundred hours in. I've like polished off all the additional content that came out. I've like seen the actual actual end credits. It it's fine, you can just the... flex the way you are. It's okay. You know. <laughs> I'll just flex. You, 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 you're just better than me at Monster Hunter. I'm, I'm just the okay. best you Monster can, Hunter you can in just, the world. You can just say that. It's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to have this, I mean, and like we, we've spoken at length about this, it runs perfectly on Switch. Like the frame mm-hmm. rate never dips. Load times are instant, which is I mean, it's, it's 30 frames per second, but it's a pretty solid 30 frames per but second. But it's solid yeah. 30 frames, and the load times are just instant. Like yeah. it, to this day, I'm like, how does this game work as well as it does it's on kind Switch? It's crazy optimized how well. yeah. to hell on back. But to imagine that on a PC with an unlocked frame rate and higher res textures, and mm. oof, like mm. I, I, mm. I was saying to you before we started recording, like I don't have a hundred extra hours to put into this game, but I will find them. I'd love to replay this game. Um, especially leading up to the expansion, which is coming out in May, June, July. I'll, I'll take it summer 2022. Mm, mm. Um, so, I mean, if Monsanto Rise is coming to Steam in January, I imagine it's, the expansion is launching on Steam and Switch um, simultaneously. I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't do both at the same time. I just think that combat uh, is going to sing with like... Mm you know, just a higher frame rate. I think the yeah. fluidity of it all is just going to be all, so Think of all the gifts and the additional videos we're going to get of those cool moments. Hmm. Sonny, your legend's then busy salivating. All of, all of the mods, man. I'm just going to mod like... Oh my God, yeah. I'm going to make my, my hunter look like uh, Super Mario or, um, <laughs> you know... I mean, why not? The Legend of Zelda or uh, something from... I don't know, the cloak dude from Journey, you know, <laughs> with a fucking sword. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Um, January, really stacked. Mm. It's too much to play oh, next God. year. Already. January and February next year are mm. crazy stacked. Yeah. Um, so. And then last pieces of news, Amazon's new build launched officially this week. Um, and it hit 1 million players on day one. Mm. So... That's that's quite something. Um, I know a lot of people have been enjoying this game. I can't say I've watched any gameplay or that I know anything about the game, but I've seen lots of hype for it. Um, who has and time yeah, server, for an MMO in this day and age? Who has time? Server capacity increasing to meet demand. Um, but on that, sorry, I had this news piece in another window. Yeah, uh, fuck. <laughs> new world, still bricking this. expensive graphics cards. Which cannot believe this. Yeah. Like. How much do you want to play an MMO that you will risk a Breaking GPU card. in a climate where you cannot find GPUs for less than like double what they should be? Mm. And also, how is this not fixed? This was happening yeah. in the beta. In the, beta like, yeah. the fact that it was happening at all is crazy, but the fact that it's still but happening. You you told me that they knew why it was happening. It is a thing of like, it doesn't cap the... Yeah, like I mean, the frames weren't capped in the manual. Like there was that some was the explanation at the time. Yeah, the, the but the, then surely the many frame rate that. wasn't capped. Yeah, I mean, in the beta, go, it seemed to be capped. Um, I so. don't, I don't dev, but it should be as simple as menu FPS cap equals. It's genuinely how easy it should be. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not that hard of a fix. Um, if maybe that actually wasn't the the, the root cause, then yeah. um, I. 
listen, if I hear a game is doing this to GPUs, I just, I will not touch it. Like, not even yeah. out of a curious, like, download or whatever. The last thing you want is to boot this fucking thing up and you just hear your your GPU to go, and it's just, no, 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 no. Especially here where support for that will be much harder to, to you know, get around than somewhere mm. in America. So, yep. yeah, no, fuck that noise. So, yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave news on that bombshell. <laughs> play, play a new world at your own risk, I guess. My God. Um, but, yeah, that's... That's news for this week. Um, should we get to questions? If you want to send a question in, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. It's checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us at Checkpoint Chats on all of our social channels on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. All of the places. All of the places. So what I, is on the stack today? I missed a question last week. I'm so yeah, sorry. I've docked Matthew's uh, pay uh, as a result. Where the he hell now, is this email? Oh, he now here. gets zero uh, money, just like last week. And Malesh even wrote her early for the long weekend, and I still missed it. It is it is one of those things of, I, I just checked the email. After, I checked, I think, in the morning. I didn't see it. And I checked after the show. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm not allowing Matthew to play Dota for a week as punishment. Um, How dare you? It's what it is, you know? We all um, have to make sacrifices. So, this is for you. After many Monday mornings of my friend's WhatsApp group and favorite gaming podcast, aw, talking about oh. it, I started watching Formula One. Oh. Um, oh, well, Bench Drive to Survive first. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. The, the best the address for I, Formula One ever. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the first race I watched was Belgium. At least I know what <laughs> the people have been banging on about, and it's been wild. So Belgium, this, where this, they didn't race, yeah, <laughs> it was raining this, so much that they tried to no, race just, for like three hours, and then ended up abandoning the race. It my was, God, it it was really shit because you couldn't turn away. Like I watched it you just for wanted three to hours, watch, yeah. Like and it's commentators filling air for like three hours because at any point they could be like, "Okay, we're going to try start, race again." Yeah. It was very disappointing, but, but uh, you got for, treated for, to the Russian Grand Prix. Right after, which was a fucking was wild a show. Yeah, it was so good. But for, for my own knowledge, so if it's pissing down a train, do they just call it off because it's too dangerous to drive? Yeah. So 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 what they do is they uh they send out the safety car, um, mm. and the safety car does like a lap or two and tries to gauge the conditions on track because sometimes the conditions on track are different to what you are seeing on a screen, you know what I mean? Uh, okay. And then they make the call, they're like, This is too wet, or because mm. you know, so you have intermediate and wet tires for Formula One and mm. wet tires like can deal with the rain. But if there is too much rain, there's just too much standing water on the track. Mm. And that becomes a problem because these cars, they displace like thousands of liters of water per second because of how fast mm. the wheels how are spinning. How fast they're going, my God. So, yeah. But even then, sometimes when they're doing that, there's so much water that they can't displace enough and then you just aquaplane because there's a layer of water between mm. the tire and the track. And then on top of it, any car that is behind oh first God, place behind is, is just, just getting water like, mm. you know, crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's just a safety thing. The, the last thing yeah. you want is, um, I mean, driving even in some wet conditions is a danger in itself. So, mm. you know. Going, yeah, driving at that speed, holy hell. Yeah, 250 k's yeah, an hour, thanks. especially on a track like Belgium. Uh, at the end of the day, I'd rather them cancel the race for driver mm. safety than... You know, yeah. there's been drivers who 
in my lifetime have died in the rain. So yeah. no one wants that. No one wants that. So this question aged poorly. Again, my fault. What are your predictions for third and fourth this weekend? Assuming Max and Lewis don't shit the bed again and take first and second. <laughs> well, they ended up doing that, but not in the the way that everyone thought it would. It was such an mm. exciting race. It was a... Uh, so it was an exciting race because Max started at the back and Lewis uh, fucked up during qualifying and then had an even poorer start. Um, so like the whole grid was completely out of order, which is always exciting. Mm, yeah. um, and then it looked like Landon Norris was going to win at the end and five, literally five laps to the end, it starts raining. Um, oh my God. And he makes the call that the rain is light enough and he doesn't need wet tires. And literally a minute later, he regretted that and he spun out. And Hamilton had changed to wets and so had Max. Uh, so oh it, the last five laps were an absolute shit show. It was so exciting. Um, the entire sure. race was exciting. So yeah, you chose a good one. Goddamn. When's the next race? Next weekend? Next weekend, yeah. Okay, we'll get your predictions next weekend. And then this question's for me. Greetings, fellow hay fever sufferer. It's mm. been particularly bad for me too this year. How do you manage your condition? Any tips and tricks you use? Personally, it's been the usual stuff, but the miracle drug known as Celeste, Celestamine, yeah, that sounds Celestamine, like a game drug yeah. I need, <laughs> is not available here. Oh. And I've run out of supply from the last time someone from SA bought me. So. Oh, Bruce, so Celestamine I've, is I've so had, good. Yeah. I've had Loratadine, which I AP assume Loratidine, is... same thing. Yeah, it's, okay. they, they're all generics of the same sort of drug. It's uh, I need Celestamine because it's my yeah. favorite platformer. <laughs> so they, they, they're both antihistamines, so okay. you're good. You're um, I don't have any sleepy. tips really. I mean, I've looked up tips online and there's some ridiculous stuff, which I have tried. I'll tell you, you know, it's a thing of like, so for me, the thing is if I start sneezing, I never stop. Mm-hmm. And as awful as it, as it is, I try to stop myself from sneezing. So and I've so read can that. Can you explain to me why that's bad? So many people say it's bad, but I don't get why. I, I don't know. No, well, can I tell you? I, I just feel it's bad because I love sneezing. It's like such a oh, release. Okay, yeah, it, it, is a good, so I, it is a good feeling. I can imagine if you're not doing that, like your body's like, hey, <laughs> come <laughs> How on. How dare I'm you? To, I'm trying to clear your, your air, air passages. Here. Yeah. I read a tip that if you want to stop yourself from sneezing, you must push your tongue into the roof of your mouth. Oh, really? And I've tried that and it works sometimes. I like just push and I clench and I'm like, please don't sneeze. And sometimes it works. Other times it doesn't. So That's funny enough. Also the solution to brain freeze. Because apparently, really? <laughs> yeah, pa- apparently brain freeze is caused by uh, the, the roof of your mouth being at a very low temperature. So if you touch your tongue to it, you actually increase uh, temperature very quickly and it takes away brain freeze quite quickly. Hilarious. Life hacks. Um, and another one I found is if you're about to sneeze, try drink water. I don't know why, I just... How would you have the water just no, on no, demand? So, no, no, if you, no, well, if, if you like now you're sitting like me, you know, I've got a sneeze coming on, I'm just going to have a sip of water. Just kind of, okay. just like. <laughs> <laughs> I found, I don't know, there's something about swallowing that sometimes yeah. removes that urge. So, I mean, I mean the, the, the best third option is have someone next to you who go, who says, bless you before you sneeze, and then you suddenly can't oh, sneeze anymore. Oh, my goodness. Lenska does that to me sometimes, and I do it sometimes to her, and it makes no. me so mad. Shani and I have a truth <laughs> that we will not do that to each other anymore because we went oh. through a, a bout of constantly doing it, and it annoys the living shit out of both <laughs> of us. So, yeah. And I'm going to do it to you. It's great. No, um, but I, I can it. report that we had a very dry September. Uh, but since we've had a lot of rain oh, over the last few days, the heavens been great. have opened. It's like so actual, good. we had we had some pathetic drizzles over the last few weeks. Like literally uh, a cough of like <coughs> a drizzle. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's drizzling. Oh, it stopped. Like yeah, literally that quick. <laughs> Essentially. 
Um, but this week we've had like actual hours of not like super hard pouring rain, but consistent rain. Friday um, was so good. It was just like mm. one of those whole day sort of gray, mm. just raining consistently days. Yeah. It was fantastic. So you need, need a couple more of those, but yeah, I'm feeling I haven't been sneezing a lot. Which yeah, was, it's a lot better. It doesn't just feel grand. as dry. It's still very yeah. hot though. Like, although it's, when it rained, it got very cold. Like I did mm. not expect that. It got like proper chilly, so yeah yeah um cool over on twitter we have a question from jared at jared bra 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 he says i think it was a few episodes ago when you guys were worried about what kena bridge of spirits would be like when it launched due to the lack of build-up what lessons have you learned have you learned from game launches and from which games that already make you know what to expect uh like a la cyberpunk build-up to launch and then I laughed at this PS, two hands for sweeping, one hand for vacuuming. Jared knows oh, what's up. Mm, v- vacuuming's one it hand. It depends on what behind. vacuum you're talking about. If you've no. like I, I okay, so I've got like a hand vacuum thingy, which is really strong. Do you use it with two hands? No, because that's just <laughs> stupid. That just, that's like holding a handgun with two hands or something like that, you know. Um You should hold a handgun with two hands. Okay, bad analogy. stability. Uh, holding a, a fork with two hands or something. Uh, Wow, I've never you eaten know, more carefully eat, in my life. Eating, eating your steak <laughs> with two hands, just like like shoveling it into your mouth. Oh my god! Um, but I, I, I don't know if you're thinking like a proper vacuum cleaner, like the one with the the little buddy and the hose that comes into your hand. Like mm. that's still a two hand boy for me. Yeah, I get you. Unless you're looking fancy, just like. But in terms of um, lessons from game launches, Cyberpunk's an interesting one because in in their defense, like their early game content, they were very forthcoming with like the, that first gameplay reveal through the first should like throughout that thing. It was very much the guys like, okay, now this ca- our character is going to do this and this. Just keep in mind that this is an early build and like subject to change. And but regardless, like people's expectations just were. Mm. Went way too them. high yeah so to the point where when the game launched in a broken state on consoles it was like a complete shit show funny enough on pc like you and i both played on pc had great experience mm-hmm. very few bugs so to speak um i don't know like i can't really criticize their marketing other than they the pr after the launch was garbage like they I think one of the the devs or the the head of CD Projekt was like, no, we did test it on PS4, and it's like, no, you didn't. It's like you would know, you would have seen these problems. Yeah, like, this like was something when they were like, we, the we missed this. It's like, no, you didn't. No, yeah. you you genuinely screwed the pooch. Like that to yeah. me is a complete miscommunication. Yeah, I think if they came out and admitted like we made a mistake, mm-hmm. it might have gone down better. Um, but yeah, like, I think I think when you're a publicly traded company, it's a bit. Uh, a yeah. bit harder to say such it's, things yeah and it's sad because like where's cyberpunk today like i think it's got a it's still got people playing it and it's still a great game mm. you know when it works but i joked about it earlier cyberpunk well i could be wrong but i don't think it'll make a show at the game awards because it just didn't live up to that expectation now. like yeah you 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 refer to cyberpunk as when a game comes out in a poor state they pull the cyberpunk and you never want to be that example no. you know what i mean and, and uh, and it just shows you how quickly um, your goodwill and sentiment can flip because this is CD Projekt Red. Like, the, 
if we can go back in time to before Cyberpunk, this is the studio who bought you The Witcher 3 and yeah. there were just not enough praises for the studio. Uh, yeah, and That's even leading gone. up to it's, the launch of Cyberpunk, it was like, this game is going to be the second the coming best. of fucking RPGs or something. Yeah, you know? and, and it wasn't. And now, like, CD Projekt Red just doesn't have as much clout, I think, as they used to. Like, I still think great yeah. studio, they're going to do great things, but... There's, they've broken the trust, like, completely. I think what, what was even more damning for Cyberpunk was, like, you know, I I, I saw all the, dem- the, the the demos that they showed at E3, and I came away from those going, like, like I felt very positive. Mm. Um, you know, I think in 2017, when they first showed it off behind closed doors, they eventually put that demo out, like, a few months later, but, like, mm. I came out and going, wow, this is, like, game of the show. And, like, a lot of people were, were there, mm. you know, saying the same. But it's, again, it's a fault of games media, in a way, getting yeah. caught up in the hype as well. Because at the end of the day, we are people who love games as well. So we are not immune to, yeah. to that to, sort of to thing. To excitement and that. Yeah. I mean, everyone is excited for Cyberpunk. And what they showed was a really polished vertical slice. Um and that vertical slice was dope. Like it mm. when when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this looks like a first person RPG, you know, like a Fallout or um a Deus Ex or something. And I love both mm. of those games. So I was like super into it. But then playing the full thing, you know, even though that mission did not change in the full game mm. and that mission was still pretty fun, the fact is that the design out of that, outside of that, didn't really evolve. Um, and I think no. that's the thing to me, like the thing about cyberpunk to me that isn't the worst is not its bugs and its visual issues and whatever, but I just find it boring. Like mm. for an RPG from, like you said, the developers of The Witcher to make an RPG boring is like really, it was it's, the last thing that anyone expected. Um, mm. So what do you learn from that? I, you know, I would say like anything, any sort of pre-release marketing is to just be more critical of it. I mean, mm. and it's very hard because I find, especially if you're online, uh, the way that that we are, um, if you have any sort of negative sentiment to something, um, you are like taken out for it. And I'm finding it more and more coming from from games media folk as well, like this this air of we should always be positive. And I'm like, if you're a critic, that's you're betraying you, you're betraying yeah. the audiences you serve if you are that. If you yeah. if you're like, oh, everyone's shitting on this game, but I think it looks fantastic or like, you know, and that's fine, like whatever. But I think align yourself with people who are critical of games in in a manner that you are critical of them mm. if, if if you want to avoid this. Um I can't think of many other launches that have made me question that sort of thing. Like I know the big example was Doom 2016. It oh, was, yeah. We spoke about that recently. Yeah, it was one of the first games out of Bethesda's, um, at the time, their policy to not send out uh, advanced review copies. I think, I mean, they've backpedaled on that quite heavily now. Um, but at the time, it was like, oh, God, you know, uh, the, the, the showing of Doom looked good, but everyone was still worried because it is a reboot of Doom. And mm. then everyone was like, well, we're only getting reviews on day of launch, so that's a big red flag. And it ended up being yeah. like fucking phenomenal. It was a really so, great game, yeah. Yeah, and I guess the same came instead of, of Kana. Like a, Kana, yeah. yeah. In general, in general, a game that only gets given to reviewers on launch day is a big red flag. Like, And nine times out of ten, that red flag is justified. You know, mm. there are exceptions like Doom and Kana, but they're, you know, uh, 
a, a lot of them come down to like, oh, we, you know, this is a live service game. You can't play it beforehand anyway. And that's true. But you look at Avengers was like that and it ended up being not great. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that in general, that's a big red flag. Uh, the same goes for games that have their embargo times after launch. So I'm not, is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like super against embargoes that are on launch day anymore because they've become more and more, and co- uh, more common. But there are times where it's like you cannot put out a review until 12 hours after this game launches, in which case some sites actually refuse the, the review copy because they're like, yeah, what the fuck is the point, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, they can buy the game and put out impressions of the first five hours before anyone else. Um, mm. And if the game is complete hot garbage, they can put that warning out before anyone yeah. legally can. So, yeah, those are the sorts of things the, I look at. Yeah. The only thing I'd say about Kana, like on the you know, looking at how that game launched. I mean, we were worried because we didn't see much of the game. Yeah, like we there saw were literally no trailers. There was like game, initial yeah. reveals and everything. And like, wow, this looks cool. But we never saw gameplay. But the only way I found gameplay before the game launched was one of my colleagues said like, no, there is gameplay out in the wild. Because I expressed concerns like you have of, we haven't seen this game in action. Oh God, like mm. shit, maybe it's going to be short or it's not going to be fun to play. And my colleague's like, no, there is gameplay. And we went and we found it and it's like 10 minutes of, you know, a slice of the game. But it wasn't on PlayStation's channel or, you know, GameSpot or IGN or any of these big things. It seems that, I don't know how it happened, but some of the smaller, you know, inverted commas, YouTubers or content creators received footage to publish, which is fun, but it's just like, weird. I don't know, Kana seemed like too big a game to try market down the smaller avenues yeah where it was like completely missed but not just you and me but like 90 percent of people mm. i've spoken to like we haven't seen this game and i was like actually we have here's footage like oh i didn't know this existed mm. <laughs> i'm like nor did i so i would i would just say that i mean maybe maybe the channels weren't open to them but i have to believe that again it's an animation studio making a game maybe they're marketing you know, they have to, yeah. you know, learn lessons from this launch. Yeah. With their next game, it has to be a thing of either they give people opportunities to preview or they put out more gameplay footage leading up to the game. Like a few months prior, put up a 10-minute a thing. Yeah. You know, either on your channel or, you know, send footage to the big publications. I can tell you now that GameSpot or IGN or Eurogamer, they probably would have published stories on like, hey, here's new footage on mm-hmm. Kana. Mm-hmm. And that gets you publicity and people get to see your game and go, oh, it actually looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was yeah. just like a, yeah, exactly I just like think you they, said, they, they're just new to that game. It's um, just a new game. Yeah, it's their first launch. They just didn't know and how I, to And I heard anecdotally from, from people who received, you know, because there was, there was all this uh, talk beforehand that, oh, no one has review code. And then I found out that that wasn't actually true, but it was a very small select few media outlets that got code in specific regions and it was just down to the fact of this is the first time they're sending out code yeah um, i mean even and they we, are not used to all these channels that need to be open so yeah, yeah we 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 were we were approached about a month before launch saying like would we like code um to which i think that i don't i think that it's just our local distributor maybe being proactive saying yes, like we're going to reach yeah. out and we obviously expressed interest but we only got review code like two three days after launch after launch yeah we were like yeah genuinely considering just buying it because i was like i yeah. don't think code's coming and we need to cover mm. this game 
And I think literally hours after that, we got a, an email from Ember Labs um, directly with code. Um, yeah, which is just like if, mm. if we got code before launch, like I'm not saying you have to give code before launch to no, someone like us. Not, like we, no. we're not the big, you know, the big fish or whatever. No, but no, no, if no. we got it on, on day one, like <clears throat> we would definitely cover it. So yeah. there's just some small lessons they, they need to learn on their side. Um, yeah, I think which so. I think, I think, I think they missed. I think the, the big game. one they missed was just like, British game Actual. games media. Like it seemed mm. like no no outlet in, in England had code. And I, I found yeah. that very, very peculiar. Um mm. because you got big sites they, like VGC and Eurogamer and yeah. the gamer. And they and, they yeah. based Emberlab is a <clears throat> British shooter. Yeah, isn't it? again, which made it even, like even more confusing. Yeah. Yeah, even a thing of like inviting some of the nearby media outlets there to play the game mm. at your studio. Mm. Or even just giving like a I don't know, like a dev interview or two, like that builds up some interest in your game. But you see, the, these are the sorts of concerns like ahead of time, you know, before before it comes out, you go British studio, British websites are saying they don't have code. They haven't been invited to any hands-on, but I'm hearing behind the scenes, you know, that American outlets have code for the game. Yeah, which um, is also... So it's like, you, you, you're like, if, you, if I didn't hear that from behind the scenes and I see those three things on Twitter, mm. I go, something's wrong with this game. That means you know up, I mean, yeah. and like it's very hard to to not look at that and be like something's wrong with this game. So yeah, I don't know how you sure. learn from that, but I think the biggest lesson is like don't pre-order games. We are yeah, living in an always. age where <laughs> you can literally wait one more day and you will have a, a comprehensive view of how a game is exactly, like yeah. from so many different avenues that you know will give you a complete picture of whether or not you might be interested in this game and all it costs you is maybe 24 hours of waiting mm. um so yeah i just yeah. i don't feel the need if you unless you're pre-ordering something that comes with a fucking dope physical statue or something like yeah the, the way like sony made such a big deal of digital pre-orders for forbidden west to open up why why, why? would you yeah, do that like just I don't you can literally buy it, it on launch when reviews drop they will not run out and more than likely if you are inclined to wait two three months you will get it for like half the fucking price like i, mm. I don't get it i just don't yeah so yeah thanks for that question that is a uh, great um last question from chilla zeta who says why oh, review why review inverted comma games when the new track many maps came out on friday so this is a some of us a direct target on a direct target on me. I told it's a, can I tell you? I, I'll be very upfront. It's, I'm very excited to play Trackmania. I wish I could dive into the new season, but it's review season and the our embargo game's not going to go away. We've got more games coming out in the next few weeks. And if I don't play them, I'll fall behind and I can't talk about Trackman on the podcast forever as much as I'd love to. Can you? I mean, we could just pivot into being <laughs> to a, a Trackmania track podcast. podcast. Holy shit. I'm very excited for the new maps and I will get to them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stage. stoked. I, I mean, yeah. I didn't play the last season nearly as much as you guys, but I had a great Ooh, time. We got hooked. I played. Yeah. We got so hooked. But yeah, that is all the questions for this week. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions, except Cello ZA. Um, if you want to send us <laughs> questions, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us messages uh, at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere. You can send them anytime. Mm. And we'll hopefully pick them all up and not delay them by Don't week. miss them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My um, bad. 
Yeah, and that's been episode 163 of Checkpoint Chat. Uh, If -hmm. you've listened up, thank you so much, as always, for the support, for the love, Mm -hmm. for the listening. Um, We will be back next week, uh, but do keep your eye on at least YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, there will be stuff up for uh, the review game that we are playing. Uh, That'll Mm -hmm. be out on Wednesday evening. uh, I think it's actually, it's, it's... Afternoon-ish. Oh, is it afternoon? Oh, you're right, because it's a European time. So, Wednesday afternoon-ish. Watch it, like, and subscribe. Do all the good things on YouTube. Leave a comment. Tell us, this is a a bad video. Damn, this is the best video I've ever seen in my life. You can do that on any of our content. I'll be grateful. 100%. Oh, God. So, this is new. Uh... Dota, the Dota 2 Twitter account has just said that they are to ensure the safety of all players, talent, and production staff participating in the event. We have decided to refund all ticket sales for the live audiences at the International 2021. This Uh, is kind of fucked up considering this starts this week. So people have traveled already. People have actually traveled already. (sighs) Wow. That is... uh, Sure. I'll That's tune in next FN, week where we chat for this. Yeah. Where we talk about the repercussions of this. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Crazy. Um, okay. Still, uh, you know, hope OG takes it three three uh, internationals <laughs> in a row. Let's go, OG. Yeah. I'll Let's drink Red Bull and support. Mm-hmm. You'll drink warm beer like we did that one morning in Germany. <laughs> one morning and night because our bar fridge didn't work in the oh, hotel. Can't so, even. Yeah. Can you really call it a bar fridge so much as a cupboard with a white door that doesn't actually work? <laughs> it might as well have been. It was actually <laughs> trapping like mostly hot air um, uh, in there. It was, it was actual doo-doo water. It was. Sure. Cool. Uh, yeah. See you guys Thank you week. so much for listening. We will be back next week. Take care. Goodbye. Have a safe week. Goodbye. Bye.